Hello and welcome to episode 55.2 of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. I'm Brad and I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu? I'm all right, although as alluded to, this is our second go because I wasn't recording for the first time that we were doing it, which is a little bit on the dumb side of things. So It's kind, it's kind of funny considering the, the positions we're in at the moment. Yes, yeah. It's just, it shows there's no barrier to stupidity, I think. No. Yeah. But we'll come to why it's 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 kind of amusing in a bit because we have to do a little tease to keep you listening. Absolutely. So I can't remember what we riffed about before um, because I've got ADHD, so it's completely gone out of my head. This is why this will still feel fresh. However, what I do remember is what you've been playing. And we'll get to that because with regards to me, I've not been playing anything because of my situation. Um, although my daughter has, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but Stu... You've been crying or something. That's right. Demons have been getting to you. So, something like that, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Hey. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You've, you've worked your way towards it. It's Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the second time today and the first time on recorded media, yeah, I've been playing Devil May Cry 5. And um, as I was saying, and I don't know whether this will jibe with with other people's experiences, but I, I, I think it's okay but pretty average, to be honest. Uh, it's just, it's taken away. I mean, the whole thing is supposed to be about suave and swagger. And it's still got a lot of that swagger stuff in the cutscenes. But the, the cutscenes are not really the point when it comes to the swagger in Devil May Cry. It's supposed to be about the moves being all cool and swaggery. And for me, the, the, the moves are okay, but they're a bit repetitive and they're a, a little too similar to DMC4. And it the backgrounds are very bland and boring, and it compared to the earlier games, which were, you know, pretty pretty damn good. So, all in all, as a package, so far I'm up to about level six. It's not really thrilling me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the same comment I made first time around. Is it's not the best Devil May Cry of recent years. Well, no, because that's DMC. I I. I... <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, that's that's on you. That's on you, buddy. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's. I think we we go. We won't go about sort of like the alternate timeline uh, or an alternate world where DMC doesn't exist. Although a lot of people would probably prefer that. But I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. It was a fine, fine, fine game. Um, just not a great Devil May Cry game, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that it's got merits all of its own uh and it's but it's not quite up there so you have to kind of yeah no it's weird it's really weird when you give ips to other people and say you know go with it and you end up with something that's different and sometimes just as good so i'd say it's just as good but parallel so a bit like yeah. capcom taking on the zelda franchise and doing uh, dimi- uh the diminished cap the minish cap oh the minus cap yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's Minish because could be Minish, could be Minish. I don't. Well, know. I think it's because it's uh, the Minish is is like diminish, as in get smaller. So it's oh. a pun. Bit like that X Stars <laughs> game that I played last week. Yeah, that's the one. We've, we've discovered I, I'm not I'm not good with names. <laughs> that's right. Well, you see, with Minish only having one end, you would be quite right to think it was Minish. So yeah, I think it's just because they did a pun. Yeah. Never as good as the EGAD, Professor EGAD pun, which is the best pun Nintendo have ever done. It's absolutely amazing. Right, you're going to have to do that because this is, again, this is me sounding Professor EGAD 
Yeah. You know, as in egads, you know, the expression egads. No. Oh, oh yes. Right, yeah. Sorry, yes. See, I, I'm a higher level with intelligence. I, 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 don't, I don't like puns. I do. I love, I love puns. I love puns. I love that one. That, that, that's just... The EGAD one's amazing. Anyway. But it reminds me of what's my favourite... One of my favourite jokes. Go on. Knock, knock. Who's there? Egon. Egon who? Egon to catch a ghost. Oh. And it's, it's one of those... It's awful. And I remember hearing it around the time of probably Ghostbusters. Obviously. There'd be no other reason. It'd be weird to hear it before Ghostbusters. It would. Mind you, look, we've had films based on theme park, right? So we could have films based off a shit joke. We certainly can. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's just one of those that stuck with me. And I know it's crap, but it's what I do instead of reading um, uh, Christmas cracker jokes. I, I, I bust that one out. Nice. Good choice. Did you did bust that one out? Get... Oh, man. Oh, dear. Right, I'm going. <laughs> you, should, you should have left the record button off. I really should. <laughs> I don't want to be blamed for this. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, DMC, I think it's good. It's parallel. I think DMC4 gets too harsh a criticism, even though, obviously, it's nowhere near as good as DMC3. But DMC5 is not even as good as DMC4, I don't think, which I think was underrated and had a lot of style to it. It just it was yeah. maybe a little too easy, but not as easy as people were going on about at the time. Anyway, so there you go. That's where but, I stand. Yeah, the couple of things I still want to just, just mention that we mentioned in the first recording because it's not often she gets um, the credit for, for a video game card that, that she often gets. But my partner absolutely loved the original Devil May Cry um, and used it as her her way of getting credit with the kids when she worked in her, uh, children's homes and stuff like that. So that was always good. And the one question I did, I was going to ask about DMC actually. If they'd have marketed that or done it as Devil May Cry Chronicles The Cousins Journey or something like that, do you reckon that would have got a much better reception? 100% yes. I think if they'd gone for a character that didn't look... It, it wasn't Dante. It, well, yeah, it wasn't Dante and didn't try and say, oh, look, it's what we do with the parallel world. If they just... If it made it obvious that it was still in the game series, but it was like a Gaiden, you know, it was like a Chronicles. Like if, if it story. was, if it was Dante's cousin Clive, yeah, it'd have been fine. Or yeah, Ken or whatever. Yeah, no, Ken's too. Too, we know there's a Street Fighter Ken. It needs to be a Clive. Ah, but Ken is also a Capcom character, so yeah, that you should definitely stay um, away from it. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, Clive. Gunther. There you go, Gunther. Gunther. Oh, because yeah. he could use his guns. He could be called Gunther, and he can use his guns. There you go, Capcom. Ah, but that's too cool now. That's not Clive. Is not a cool uh, yeah. name. But, yeah, but it's Gunman Clive. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. Re- Reginald. There we Reginald. Go. Yeah, that's untouched. Yes. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah. No, that's too much like King Arthur. That's too cool. Oh, well. <laughs> I think we've just. But he could start off in the allotment and everything. Yeah. Yeah. EastEnders reference yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. And then smash everything up when he realises. Oh, never mind. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And a good shout out on uh, your partner's um, love of that, of the original game, which was fantastic. Excellent. So before you go to the. I think you said you was playing something else. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to touch very briefly on my gaming experience of, of this week. Um, and cue tumbleweeds and bird noises because i've not been doing much i'm suffering with my sight badly at the moment uh, my vision is non-existent anything i can see is really blurry so i've not been able to play a single thing uh, the last thing i played was probably monday week ago so we're probably looking at now 10 
nearly two weeks ago, based on when this is recording, 10 days ago. And I played a bit of Pro Evo, uh, modded it all up on the PC so it looked good and played slightly differently. Um, but that was it. That My eyesight went the next day and I've not been able to play anything. Which was a shame because I also at that time was given um, a copy of Super Mario 3D World. And I really, really, really want to play that. But so did my daughter. She wants to play the Cat Mario game. So she has been playing it. And usually I would help her through these games. I know you did. And so she's just said she managed to complete the first level all by herself. And the utter joy on in her voice and the excitement at completing that level on her own was amazing it was amazing to hear and sort of like feel her energy of completing something and it reminded me of when I first completed uh, like something at a young age on my own without any help and how good that must feel yeah yeah she hasn't been able to complete any of the other levels since then and keeps going back to that one um but yeah she absolutely loves that first level um it's you know that's her in a way that's her mario 1-1 yeah and yeah she absolutely adores it and but yeah she's done it all by herself worked it all out um learned the level and yeah got herself through it was just oh it was just amazing you know going vicariously through my daughter uh, playing one level of mario oh that's brilliant i that game is amazing. I think it's one of the most underrated. Even though it's well rated, I think it's one of the most underrated games of all time. It's just wonderful. It's yeah, Cat Mario. <laughs> just just the bits of like keeping that suit and like traversing the level and then vertically traversing the level yeah. when normally walls have always been the barrier is just so clever. It's it's not as clever as Galaxy. It's not as good as Galaxy. Because, yeah, I don't know if anything is ever going to be as good as Galaxy, but... Odyssey was better. <laughs> what was better? Odyssey. No. Oh, my God, no. Oh, I have a serious dis- disagreement with you about that one. I thought Odyssey well, was actually overrated by quite some margin. I-, I preferred it because I struggled with the um, the Wii controller pointer thing. So, with mario games as long as i've got two control like the controller and it's ones to move left and right and whatever and the others to sort of like but even the camera stuff is fine i can do that but because of the way i'm wired i could not cope with the nunchuck in one hand to move mario and then the pointer for doing the other Uh bit my brain could not comprehend how to do that yeah now but i have got it on the switch and I will get round to playing Galaxy on the Switch, and that may change my mind. Right. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, no, the control input has, yeah, uh, makes a massive difference to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that's not to say, I mean, that's not me going, our Galaxy was rubbish. I I kind of fought through it and enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, Don't get me wrong, at the time for me, it was the best Mario game. Uh, No, don't think that's a lie, because I'm still my favourite, because it was uh, my first one I completed, is still Super Mario World. Not my first Mario, but the first one I completed. Um, I've completed that on multiple occasions. And considering the Kaizo Mario games, which I tried, are based on Mario World, the ones I played, it's, yeah, it's, that's the one that's just up there for me. Um, yeah. Then Galaxy took over. But no, Odyssey, because I was able to get Odyssey and just play it without having to relearn controls again, I think that just shot it above um, Galaxy as my fa- as the, the best Mario game for me. Yeah, no, fair enough. And also it brings up a funny thing. Do you separate 
the 2D from the 3D when you're ranking them yes. in your mind. Yeah, I do too. Um, apart from Super Mario World, which is just the top, 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 top oh, that's for me. But that, that's perfect. It's one of those where, do you know when you talk about oh, who's the greatest um, ice hockey player? It's very niche. I very rarely talk about that, funnily enough. <laughs> um, and you people go, right, well, take Wayne Gretzky out of it because it's clearly him. And then go down. Um, it's right. kind of like that with Mario World. I'd like take Mario World out of the equation because that's just up there. There's no point. Uh, say when I talk about best, like, like the best games ever made, I take Tetris out of the equation because it is for me nothing touching it ever. So it's an unfair fight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fair play. But yeah, aside from that, I do. Yeah, I do kind of differentiate because um, Super Mario Brothers U is the latest two D one, I think. Or maybe a maker, I suppose. Does that count as the as a new one? I don't I g- know. I guess so. But yeah, I mean the full release. Yeah, new Super Mario Brothers U or whatever it's called. Yeah, which is all right. There, that's a two D Mario, and I base that. You know, I look at new Super Mario Brothers, uh, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers three, two, you know, all stuff like that. That's where I count those. And then you know, I, the different genre is the Mario sixty four onwards where they're more open-world to a degree than the Mario levels of the 2D games, which are a lot more straightforward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they do need to be separated out. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, that's a good way to elongate a chat where I've spent all of two minutes playing a video game. Yeah, not bad. Uh, but, yeah, Mario, it's all right. Try it if you've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I've never heard of them. <laughs> Quite a niche game. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been playing. What's the other thing you've been? Because this one, we're now at the point of the recording, by the way, where we have we're not doing it again. So this is this, I don't know what else Stu's been playing, but he, he he did tease this in the last recording. That this was the exciting one. Yeah, it is actually fairly exciting. I guess it's called. Uh, let me try and remember. Get it right. Two Who Lunar Nights or Tao How or something. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Oh, it'll be it'll be be Two Who. Right. Always listen to me with pronunciation. Oh right. Yeah. You know sorry. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So it's a two D Metroidvania style game that the with the sprite work that looks kind of a cross between, uh, what would you say? Kind of a bit like Mega Man, uh, but more. I don't know. A really fluid, really sort of what they used to call super deformed kawaii type thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's so good so far, so good. It I've only been playing it for about an hour, but yeah, you go around this. It's very heavily Japanese at the moment, uh, like pagodas and stuff like that. Um, probably going to change, but yeah, you, you kind of you have a jump and you have you fire knives and you use a magic meter to fire knives and to do all your other stuff. But the quirks come with you've got um, you've got a what's it called a br- brush? What's it called? A close? If you get close. Oh, I can't remember what they call it now. But when you get close to an enemy without touching them, um, you get extra uh, points, like replenishing your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your bar. So They do that in Don't Die, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's right. And um, Saivaria. Yeah, so you get that. So there's a risk-reward of getting close to enemies to get more bonuses. And you have a time mechanic, one where you can slow time for everybody so for both yourself and and your enemies and one way you can stop time completely so there's but but you can still move freely and you need that for fighting the enemies and for also doing puzzles 
And so far, it's all been working together very cleverly. It, it puts a really fresh take on the whole kind of, you know, um, Metroid-y kind of thing with having those little mechanics and mechanisms thrown in there. So, so far, so good. It's, yeah, really impressive. So, so the way you've described that, I mean, it sounds, I can't wait, I'm going to give that a go at some point. What's that on, by the way? Uh, that's on PC, yeah. Okay, I'll, have to, I'll look out for that one and give that a go. Do you remember when you're a kid and you play various different video games, but you you can see yourself as a video game designer, so you go, oh, I'll take a bit of that game, a bit of that game, a bit of that game, but I'll make the greatest game of all time. And your mind kind of goes like that. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like they've taken a bit of like, oh, we'll go for some Metroidvania in there. We'll go what sounds um, like these mechanics from these games. And oh, look, we'll, we'll throw in a bit of time mechanics for puzzling. So a bit of braid in there as well. But it sounds really intriguing. It really does sound like a really interesting game. Yeah, it is. And it does all like, like you just said, it does that very well. It kind of, you know, steals from everyone to the point where that makes it clever rather than derivative because it just mixes a lot of different mechanics and uh it, yeah it doesn't hurt that it looks fantastic as well yeah is it roguelike uh no no it's not no it's a proper game oh i'm only kidding i'm only kidding oh <laughs> um yeah no it's is it a bit actually as much as i like a, ro- a roguelike game it's um i do like ones that just go hey look it's just progression for you because at least you know there's an end point. Yeah. I, li- I like a game that I can complete and not all roguelikes have a completion state. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's quite quite tightly designed um, so far. Uh, the backgrounds are okay. They're not fantastic. You know, they're good enough. The sprites are absolutely amazing. They remind me a bit of uh, another thing I'm not going to remember the name of. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the very earliest SNES games that came out. It's based on a manga and it was a Two on a one on one fighting game, there was a giant panda in it and things. Began with a U, uh, no, a Y. I, oh, wish I could remember now, but it reminds me very much of that style, which is useless because you don't giant pandas Tekken in it. <laughs> no, 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 it's a proper anime one from about 1989 okay. or 1990. Fair enough. There is a giant panda in Tekken, though. I'm not going crazy. Oh, no, 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 I? yeah, you're right. Kuma, yeah, 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 but he could be a bear as well. Yeah, I think Kuma means bear. I think that's yeah, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, because there's Monokuma yeah. from um, Danganronpa. That's right. Future Stew here. After the podcast, I remember the name of the game, and it's Ranma 1 2. Um, anyone who's played Danganronpa and knows who Monokuma is, my daughter from birth has had a Monokuma bear in her cot, which might explain some of her personality. <laughs> yeah, thinking about that. Yeah. She's had uh, te- she's had Teddy from Persona 4 and Monokuma in her cot from birth. Hmm, that explains a lot. Anyway, how not to raise your children. Yeah, you're very good at, uh, at doing that. How not to. Uh, <laughs> but it also makes me a cool parent because not many kids have Monokuma plushies in their bed. No, nope, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. You are the problem we've just discovered. Yeah, yeah, it's something to do with letting her play Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that as well, you know. You're, yeah, you're just an awful parent, but, you know. I am. I'm a dreadful parent. She's ginger as well, so... Probably not not, not the best combination. Oh, come on now. <laughs> She's got fantastic hair. I love her hair. <laughs> 
I know she often. It's one of those weird things. I don't like people commenting on. I've always had this thing. Uh, we're kind of done with games now, so we'll, we'll, we'll be moving on anyway. But I've always had this thing where there's this double standards in society that it's okay for some old dear to come up to you and like pinch your child's cheeks and touch your children and go oh aren't they lovely oh i could just eat them up and stuff like that but you know if some 50 year old fella does it then he's on a register um and he could have just as innocent intentions as as the old dear who's doing it and, and whatever uh and I, I never like talking to people when I'm out and about anyway. I'm, I'm fairly antisocial because I like to get my head down and get to where I'm going. Um, unless I decide I'm going to sit down um, in the olden days, sorry, sit down for a coffee um, and just people watch because I do like that as well. But I generally don't like people coming up to me and talking to me. So I struggle with that when um, because I was a stay-at-home dad with Edith. Um, I worked with Lucas when he was that age. But because I'm the stay-at-home dad, I'm the one who's out with a lot more. People keep coming up to me and I didn't like it. But one of the things always that seems to be uh, an okay com- uh, like icebreaker for other people is they'll like, run after you almost and go, Oh, I've just got to say, your daughter's hair is just lovely. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. And I had someone up to, come up to me um, a few weeks back. We was walking through town. I think I was on the way to the um, the uh, hospital to get my, my um, bandages changed on my foot. And this woman, she goes, I'm, I'm calling her, Edith, will you just come over here so we can cross the road? Edith, now, now, Edith. This woman comes up to me. She goes, excuse me. I was like, yes. And I really thought she was going to go here. She goes, what a lovely name you've cho- you've called your daughter. Usually you hear such silly names like Chardonnay and Ferrari. And that, oh, that's a lovely name. Oh, wait, shush. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's, that's fine. Thank you. And um, I went, it was like, nice someone not to mention her hair. And she went, and she turned away, she turned back. And she almost done that full Columbo. She almost like turned around and went, oh, one more thing. And I was like, your daughter's hair is just lovely. <laughs> I like crying out loud. <laughs> oh dear yeah no that's great it's nice it's nice when people do that it's really good it's but it isn't it isn't i i had an argument with um a tesco i actually i, I was in a bad mood anyway um and we were sitting in like our tesco there's a costa hang on two seconds shoot what do you want to say to the people god what do you want to say so i'm just going to move the microphone what did you want to say i keep dying i tap Dying. Where do you keep dying so I don't get into trouble? On the other level. On the other level of Mario? Yeah. Alright, okay. You done now? Yeah. Okay, say bye. <laughs> bye. Anyway. There we go. There's that. <laughs> yeah, a woman in... I was in a bad mood anyway that day. I don't know why. Um, yeah. In Tesco's. Now Tesco's has a Costa in it. So we were sitting over the coffee, me and, me and my daughter... And this uh, woman got up from the tills because it was quite quiet, came over and started ruffling my daughter's hair. I was like, what are you doing? She went, oh, she's got lovely. I went, don't touch my daughter. Yeah, no, that's that's not on. And she got offended. I was the one in the wrong. I was like, what? how am I in the wrong? I complained about her. I felt bad for complaining about her. But if she'd have just gone, oh, sorry, you know, cause I, 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 yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done it or whatever. I'd have been fine. But the fact she then started like, so I was in the wrong for not wanting someone to touch my daughter uh, without permission. But yeah, and yeah, no, people, man. People are, can be a bit weird about that. And yeah, no, you were right to complain because 
she needs to be taught that that's not cool and she can't do it again. So, yeah. My favourite was when Edith was about 18 months old and we were sitting, um, we were sitting down. We do a lot of sitting. When you've got a kid, you do a lot of sitting. He's like, yeah, we'll sit. Look, have a sausage roll. We're going to sit. And this old fella, he must have been about 80, just plodding along. He, he walks past us. He looks around and he carries on walking. He goes out the door. And it takes him about half an hour to walk about 10 metres. That, that kind of old fella. He gets out the door. And all of a sudden, he turns around and starts plodding back. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's forgot anything. Walks up to us, gets out his wallet, takes out a £5 note and hands it to Edith and goes, oh... There you go. That's for you. And I was like, thank you. And he went, she's got lovely hair. Turns around, walks off. I was like, sweet, we've made a five. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfectly okay in those situations. If you make... He paid He paid me, yeah. Um, that should be the new social norm. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to ruffle a kid's hair, give him a five. No, that, that's grooming. Isn't I was going to say, that. we're moving towards uh, you can pay to touch my child. Kind of. Yeah, we're moving towards trafficking there. Let's not. But yeah, he just innocent, he just turned around, gave her a five. I didn't say anything else to her. Just went, oh, you've got lovely. That's because you've got lovely hair. And they spent another half hour walking back in the other direction again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. I mean, the thing is, taking all societal stuff aside, that's actually a really sweet gesture. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, uh, the way it was, you could tell what it was. It, it, in Again, I don't, well, I'm not one of these that goes, uh, you know, like back in the, the 70s and 80s and whatever. It was a much better world and, and stuff like that because it, it really wasn't. Um, take away the pandemic and Trump and Johnson and stuff like that. The modern life is better than what it was when people had to be like trapped in mines and stuff. Yep. But anyway, that aside, one of the things that is different is um, community and stuff like that really has changed. Um, community, I think, is a lot wider now. I still think we have a massive community and it's something worth ch- touching on in another podcast. But the older generation, they had closer communities where everyone knew each other, you'd say stuff. And you could see this guy, he clearly didn't know how to compliment the child, you know, because he can't go, like, pick him up and give him a cuddle and stuff like that, which he might have been able to do 20, 30 years ago, and he didn't know how to do it. And the only thing he knew what to do to help praise this child was to give them money. And part of him, like, felt guilty for taking his money, but they were like, I don't want to say no because I don't want to offend the fella because he means it so nicely. But a little bit later, I was going... What if that's not the only child he's doing it to? I don't mean in a nasty way, like, oh, my God, he's, he's a creep. But the poor fella could be skin. If he's going around seeing children that he likes and goes, oh, I want to say how nice that child is, but I can't go and sort of, like, do do much. I can't, you know, I can't touch their cheeks or whatever. And he's giving every child he sees a fiver because he thinks they're cute. He must be skin. No, I think uh, it just sounds like a nice gesture, to be honest. It? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, 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 really, it really, really was. I'd much rather that than... The um, the 40-year-old odd woman in Tesco's coming up and ruffling her hair and then having a go at me for saying no. Yeah, you should have ruffled her hair back in response, but for like yeah. three minutes or something, yeah. Do you like it? <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, obviously I prefer the guy that's given, me, given us money. We got, a, we got a Greg Sausage Roll each out of it for nothing. So, nice, you know. nice. Um, just for the record, should anyone decide to forward this on, I do have a strict set of parameters with my children who I let interact with them, and I am not a terrible father. Well, I, I agree with the first one. <laughs> yeah, you, you could edit that. I let people fonder my children, and I'm a terrible father. I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. 
See, I very rarely listen to these back start to finish all in one go. So there's probably loads I've missed at times where you've probably sort of like, I'm surprised the police haven't been knocking down on my door. It'll happen, don't you worry. <laughs> You're just biding your time. Yeah. So that was a really long segue. Um, off the back of, yeah, so what was that game called, sorry? Tohu Lunar Nights or Toho. Tohu Lunar Nights, and that's on PC only at the moment. I believe so, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, if you remember what that game's about, then well done. You're doing better than I am at the moment. All I know is it's Braid and Metroidvania, and I'll check it out. That's close enough. That's ADHD, by the way. But anyway, moving on. So as I said, I've not I've not been playing much at nothing. Um, I attempted to play some Kirby last night, and I, I I turned it on, and I was just like, nope, that's impossible. Everything's too blurry. Um, so for a little bit of history, um, I am diabetic type one and over the years I've not managed it well. The one excuse I will use is a mixture of, um, depression and what's now known to be ADHD has had an effect on it in terms of my not being able to manage it. Poor diet, lack of exercise at times, it hasn't really helped and a couple of years ago, Uh, I started having real problems with my eyesight. I started getting minor little bleeds. It's something that happens with diabetics um, over the years anyway. um, And a couple of years, about 18 months ago, probably I completely lost all but 5% sight in my left eye. So to give you an idea, my left eye is everything's like this really dark grey blind almost over it apart from there's almost a halo around the bottom edge that i can see light through and like movement um it's all blurry but i can see movement through it um so i'm all but blind in my left eye and in my right eye i still get the occasional bleeds i've had laser surgery to try and help with it but i still get the occasional bleeds but recently i had um quite a big bleed on my eye and everything's just gone sort of like really, really blurry, making it nigh on impossible to see anything in any detail. Um, so, for example, my son had to help set up this podcast because I can't see what buttons I'm pressing, stuff like that. But it's um, it's kind of like really weird because I can see, but I can't. I might as well not be able to see. Now, when I try and explain this, I try and explain this to my partner, and she doesn't get what I mean by this, and she thinks I'm being ridiculous. Where my sight is at the moment, I'd rather be blind than what I have at the moment, purely on a frustration point of view. If I was blind, I wouldn't be picking my phone up to check my phone or trying to play a game or trying to watch TV because I couldn't. But what I get at the moment is I'll pick up my phone or I'll look at a screen or or whatever and then I realise that I can't make out what's on there properly at all. Um... And that then hits you. The frustration hits you, and that then sends you sort of like really feeling like really down about things. Does that make sense, by the way? Because oh, is that being really selfish? Like with the idea of going, I'd rather be blind than what I am at the moment. No, by by their very nature and how these things you know impact you, it has to be selfish, or at least it has to be your your self expression and your experience, mm. and. I understand what you mean, that you'd rather have one set of affairs than the other because 
that would be easier to cope with in a way. And I think it's because of you, isn't it? Probably because the way your brain deals with your senses and how much it relies on them. So if you've got yeah. partial of something, you'll try and use it the way that you did in the past when it worked properly. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the, like obviously, I'd much rather have full sight. It's not a case of, well, I'd either have this or blindness. Or if foresight was on the table, then, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I would take that all day long. And it got it got me to thinking sort of like, and other things I was talking about, it's like, I'm in a position at the moment of playing a, a really weird game of Would You Rather? Because I've got my ongoing foot issues because of the diabetes as well. Um, again, I couldn't be single because, hey, ladies, come and have a look at this. I'm blind and I've got what a foot that's manky. Uh, hey, hey, I'm a real catch. Oh, yeah. Get that on Tinder. Yeah. Um, there, there'll be someone out there for me. There'll be someone. Um, Absolutely. But it's um, a weird game of like, would I rather be able to see but lose my foot or be able to walk and be active but not be able to see? I was like, well, simple. I'd rather be able to see and like lose my feet because I feel I could probably get more done in, in that fashion. And like it's like well, that's that's a pretty morbid outlook. I went no, it's, I'm not I'm I'm not doing it in the terms of a morbid outlook. I'm doing it as like almost fun games with myself to keep myself motivated. Otherwise, I'm just gonna yeah. be sitting there yeah. doing nothing all day. Um, and I do use humour a lot. And okay, I don't ever proclaim to be like I'm not a funny guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get a career in stand up or or anything like that. But I use humour. But the problem, and it, it led to something at the hospital the other night, which really sort of amused me in a really weird way, is that because of my ADHD, I don't have a filter on when humour's good and when it's not. Right. right. Um, in, in, in certain situations. So I went to A&E about it. Cause I went, oh, it's usually when I've had these bleeds before, it started to write itself by now. And I've just had another bleed. Everything's gone red and dark. So I'm going to go up to the hospital. Went to A&E and saw the doctors and they got a, another doctor in and he's had a look and he's gone, right, he goes, what we're going to do, we're going to get you booked in tomorrow with the ophthalmology and get them to look at it properly. He goes, I was tempted to put some drops in your eyes tonight so we could have a better look, but then if we do that, you're just not going to be able to see anything um, and, you know, you're likely to start tripping over things and you could do yourself more damage. And I turned around and went, well, you know, it'd be funny and maybe worth 250 quid, but I get your point. <laughs> and he turned around and went, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, it's not funny because if you fall and do yourself some more damage, then we've got to deal with that. I was like, oh, was this not a good point to use humour then? <laughs> Obviously, I was the doctor just, you know, I guess maybe he could be stressed because he's working in A&E and stuff like that. But it was like, I felt really bad for like making light of my own situation. And I've often, I've often done it. With, with my diabetes and stuff like that. To, to be honest, both of those sound fine to me. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, they've got to get over the message that, you know, oh, yeah, but seriously, you'll have to blah, blah, blah. But they could at least just chuckle and then go, yeah, but, you know, in all seriousness, you know, yeah. don't shoot yourself yeah. in the head or, or ram a spike up your bum kind of stuff. You know, it's just... But, it was, it's, but I use it in a way where, for me, it's like I'm acknowledging what you're saying and... I don't want to... I mean, I always, whenever, whenever I come to it, and I'll talk about it, people say, I always mention that I've got a history of depression and that's why I've struggled and stuff like that. For me, I don't know if it's just because, you know, I'm much more acutely aware of mental health issues now that I look at that. If someone preempts a conversation with about, with, about their mental health issues and then uses a certain thing like humour, 
as a way of sort of like taking something in or acknowledging it. That to me would be saying to them, right, okay, yeah, that's them understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, I would just about it just being like constantly throughout making jokes about it and just going, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Or anything like that. You know what? Fair enough. But I was like, yeah, no, that's not a problem. That I totally understand. We'll get that. And he said about tripping up and people tripping up's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's always been funny. And that's what I was getting to. And I, I literally, I didn't even go, oh, that'd be hilarious. I went, I went, yeah, but you know, tripping up, you know, it'd be worth 250 quid. But I get it. And he's just the way he went, no. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, although, to be fair, the other doctor that was in the room kind of looked at him if to go, don't think he was being serious, mate. You know, yeah. I think he was joking about the tripping up stuff. You haven't got to, please don't react like that. Because I've got to deal with this patient after. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the whole being blind. See, I'm not even, this is the, this is the worst thing, right? And this is, this is what gets me. Um. I've got to go Monday um, to another hospital where hopefully they'll decide on actual surgery um, on the eye. And um, I said, like, so what happens now? I said, because I'm struggling with my eyesight on and off constantly for the last few years. Um, what, what, you know, what what am I able to do about it? Can I uh, can I be registered as visually impaired or, or you know, blind or anything like that? Um, and basically, no, because I can see and I can walk, I can only be considered partially sighted, which is not a disability, which is ridiculous. I cannot at home make myself a coffee because I can't judge depth properly at the moment. I can't see the edges of the cup properly because it all obviously kind of blurs into into everything. Yeah, I, I can't. If I'm like last night, I sat. We had like a toad in the hole with mash. For dinner, really nice, by the way, um, for my eating habits. I couldn't tell properly, you know, what was, like, where everything was on the plate. I, I had to kind of judge it and, and things like that. So I'm not able to it's sort of, like, eat properly. You know, I'm having to feel my way around places and uh, just be really, really careful. But because I can see to move around, I'm not considered any kind of disability. And it's ridiculous. The levels you've got to go to to get help is is just absolutely ridiculous and that it's you've got to be like this for x amount of time now i could be fine in a couple of months right absolutely perfect fine start looking for work again get back out to work but for these couple of months where i need extra help so whether it's my son helping me when he's on holidays or my partner having to take time off work to to get me through the day rather than me just sat there on a chair staring into space that needs that I need the help with that, but part of the rules for getting any help, you've got to be having this condition for six months or more. Well, that's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And that 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 really got to me that I'm at a level where I can technically function, but I'm probably more of a danger than if I was completely blind, and then registered disabled and. From what I understand, if you do go completely blind, you've still got to be blind for six months before you get your PIP payments and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's a really... I've never really considered it properly before because I've always got by or whatever. And um, But it's only over the past year where I started needing to get benefits. You look at it and just go, I'm sorry, anyone that looks at anyone that's on any kind of benefits and thinks they're taking the easy road, they can go do one. There's no wonder why when people finally get awarded a benefit, they can look lazy because they probably just spend the next few weeks 
or whatever, just relaxing because of the fight they've had to go through to get it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, I didn't mean to go down that rant because I mainly wanted to talk about like the uh, frustrations I've had, but yeah. Jesus, benefit systems, man, are horrible. Well, they are designed to be like that, aren't they? I think, you know, I think we might have covered it in the past and, and I think we'll definitely get to it again in the future. But yeah, no, it's a system set up to to cause mental distress, you know, so that you, you don't do it. That's what the government have done. Yeah, again, I'll just point out, um, there is an easy way to help people with this and it's called universal basic income so people haven't got to scrabble for as many benefits and are more likely to want to go out and do things but hey that's that's we've mentioned that before as I said we'll mention that again but yeah it's, it's one of the things I find really weird it's would you consider sight the main part of your body that you couldn't live without I think in terms of your senses it would be the one that I would want to lose the least yeah the idea of living without it is terrible yeah just being partially sighted at the moment because of this it's just man it's the the world is not designed to help people who are blind at all no you know i I, i'm walking like when i had to go to the hospital yesterday um and the day before um because my partner's working i kind of like went myself and got on the bus and those bumps you get uh uh, um crossings and stuff like that they're not that great in terms of knowing what's what. Yeah. And then I noticed that the one of the crossings in town doesn't beep. Yeah, loads of them don't anymore. It's crazy. And so I, I, I could see it was green. And I was going, where's the beep? I don't know when to walk. Well, I do, because obviously I can see colours. I can see movement. But it's like, if I was even more blind, I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, and we talk about, you know, people like, we can't afford guide dogs for everyone and stuff like that. Um, so we need to do more really for helping people just in everyday life and i know it should never take it should never take someone to to live that life for a, hopefully only a brief moment to understand that but that, i mean unfortunately that is the way the world works i don't think you can understand what people are going through until you have lived that life yourself and again by no means um, you know i'm, I'm partially sighted so I, i'm not I, I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like to be completely blind and it is really that just adds to the depressive state you feel because you look at it and go if i get any worse there's nothing for me what is there and it's it's really really hard to sort of like get out get out of that because I was at one stage this week going to say, ah, oh, Stu, look, let's um let's skip it this week. Uh, you know, I, I'm struggling, and I don't know if it's worth doing it, talking about it, anything because I've not really played much. Um, you know, you can tell. But do you know? Do you know? Let's talk about your other senses are enhanced when you, when you lose one. Yeah, did you? I think my uh, my mouth is enhanced. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nah, it's okay no I, I i think what you've been saying has been pretty illuminating ironically enough what does it do for tv do, how much difference does it make can you still enjoy just listening to the programs you know on the whole i've been i've been getting by because again with, with, with it i can see the movement on the tv screen and i can use that my brain will then obviously um fill in the gaps um, but it's video games that's the one i can't do because you're in direct control um, I was recently sent a Steam link. Uh, we we like with the help of my son set that up, um, and we tried something really bright and colourful. We put Hot Shots Racing on it and tried to give that a go. 
Um, and yeah, I couldn't judge. I could. I could see what was there in terms of block cards. It was unplayable. Anything's unplayable on the Switch. I mean, Tetris is impossible at the moment for obvious reasons, but I've, I've not even gone to try that. Uh, yeah, so video games are out. So, yeah, it's more TV, but nothing. If I really want to watch something, then that's out. I think it's a good time to catch up on podcasts, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. I watched, um, listened to um, the Christmas special um, Adam Buxton podcast because he had Joe Cornish on it. I really love Adam and Joe. That's still my favourite all-time podcast. Yeah, Adam and Joe are absolutely outstanding. Cool. Yes, because they've got a rapport, you see. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a, a slight dig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I want to go, that was pure comical timing. I can, I'll can. i give you a recommendation of good podcasts. The uh, the Mental Health Gaby podcast is a really good one to listen to. Oh, I gave that a try once, never again. No, the, the, that Stu guy just doesn't shut up. I know, such a pain in the arse. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, so, uh, that's about it. It's, um, hopefully, sort of like by the time we next record, I'll be able to see again properly and play some stuff and talk about something else. Well, or probably probably more about vision, but on on the plus side. So for anyone who is listening, there is going to be a lack of video content for the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. And there'll be a lack of activity on the official Twitter, but anyone who's writing stuff, that's going to be taken in the official Twitter account. So you'll still be able to find links via there um, when we've been tagged in them. Um, so, or just go and check out the site um, on a regular basis. What I do want to say is to everyone who is continuing to make the site work, I will say this now because I can't type it at the moment. Thank you for all your help, your dedication, for continuing to get things done, for keeping everything moving forward. It's really, really appreciated. And for all the messages of support that I've had, I can't respond individually to all the all, all the messages of support. So this is a catch-all. Thank you. It really means a lot. And I will catch up with everyone once I can see again and I can start typing and stuff like that. And what I would say is one thing that this has taught me and one thing I want to start doing is talk to people more. Don't just rely on messaging texting and stuff like that because if that gets taken away from you you don't actually have very much and making that adjustment changing to talking is very very difficult and i know it's slightly ironic coming from me but i when i i had to reach Stu yesterday like prior to recording to say look um can you do this for me and we'll still go ahead and do it this is what how i'm gonna have to work around it it took me about 20 to 30 minutes almost to get the courage to sort of ring you, which is really weird considering we talk every week anyway. Yeah. To sort of like go, well, usually I'll just send a message and calling someone just feels really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the one thing I will say, talk to people more. If you, Even if you message them on a regular basis, pick up a phone and just have a chat because if you can't, if, if, if the other forms of communication are taken away, you don't want to find it difficult to be able to communicate with people still because it does become very, very lonely. Sure, yeah. Um, but no, that's it from me at the moment. I think I've spoke enough, unfortunately. Well, to round things out, yeah, everybody, all the staff on the site send their love and support to you. Um, they made sure that I passed that on. They threatened to beat me up if I didn't, so 
you know, I think they're quite violent people, but they've got a good heart underneath. Yes. So that that's yeah, that's the main thing. So yeah, they passed on all their love and support, and they really hope that you you get better soon as well. So appreciate that. Yeah, they are great guys. So yeah, all that remains to be said is just yeah, follow us on Discord and all the socials, and the volume and output might be a little lower, but you know, there's tons of content on ways to go for it um i won't do a long outro this time so just to say take care of yourselves and stay safe